other businesses focusing on the transition of this to an adult use market. You know, the adult use market is driven by less sophisticated customers, quicker transactions times, and way higher transaction volumes. So we define our business as trying to get, you know, a thousand people in and out of the dispensary a day in our busy dispensaries. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's Biotrack Cannabis Dispensary Spotlight Series with Abner Curtin, founder and CEO of Ascend Wellness Holdings. Abner, welcome to the show. Morning. Appreciate you taking time out during you know all this craziness. Ascend Wellness Holdings is the leading private multi-state operator currently operating in Massachusetts, Illinois, Ohio, and Michigan. And you're a fully vertically integrated company, meaning that you have cultivation, production, distribution, and retail in all the states that you operate in. Can you give our listeners an overview of, of your dispensaries and some of the things that you're doing differently in your dispensaries? Yeah, so we currently have licenses for 20 dispensaries, and we have four open right now, and we should have about 11 or 12 open by the end of the year. With one of the largest dispensary groups in Illinois, with two stores, those two stores are doing over a million dollars a week combined. We have one store in Michigan, and we have a medical dispensary in Ohio. We are currently in the process of opening another five stores in Michigan. We have two more stores opening in Illinois in the fall. We are under construction on what should be the largest dispensary in the East Coast, a 16,000-foot dispensary in downtown Boston. 16,000 square feet? Holy smokes. That's awesome. On your website, it says you're focused on limited license and near-term adult use markets. What does it mean by limited license or near-term adult use markets? We think that the medical business is a tremendous business and obviously helping patients. It's just not our business. Mm -hmm. Our primary business is focusing on the transition of this to an adult use market. The adult use market is driven by less sophisticated customers, quicker transactions times, and way higher transaction volumes. So we define our business as trying to get a thousand people in and out of a dispensary a day in our busy dispensaries. I see. I see. And, and most of your stores are on east of the Mississippi. Is your plan to stay focused on this side of the country? Yeah, we basically view that the markets west of the Rockies are just a wasteland. There is so much competition in Colorado, Oregon, Washington, and California in particular that we just don't view them as very attractive markets. That said, we know there's some great operators out there and there's going to be some winners in that space. But in general, they're tougher, less profitable markets. I see. I see. You know, another advantage that m normally multi-location operators have over single operators, you can leverage your economy of scale. But with all the different rules in cannabis... Are you still able to, to leverage some of your economies throughout your chain? Because the supply chain in cannabis is so new and so dislocated differently state by state, mm -hmm. 
being just one part of the value chain is very challenging. The retail business on its own is just a very challenging business model. There are many states where the retailers make no money, and there are some states where the retailers make a lot of money. Retail-only stores are at the mercy of the wholesale and the supply chain. And then they also have the challenges of 280 taxes. So retail only is a pretty challenging business model. There's no question that cannabis will develop like every other consumer product. But for now, that's just a very problematic business model in most states. You make a really good point. Cannabis is different in so many ways. And the retail is another example of we're really rewriting the rule book as to how sectors are defined and retail is defined completely differently in cannabis and any new states in the works or in the plans? So we're currently doing an acquisition in New Jersey that we're pretty excited about. New Jersey is a state of close to, I think, nine, 10 million people <laughs> and has, I think, nine or 10 stores open. So it's a very underserved market, very much like Illinois came out of a long period of a Republican governor that was very anti the medical program. You now have a Democratic governor who's trying to expand the medical program and go recreational. So we think it's a very attractive market with good demographics. In our first state, Illinois, the cap is 10 stores. Mm. And we very much want to either partner or acquire other retail assets to take advantage of our brands and cultivation assets around the state. Right now, we tend to be in the southwestern part of the state, closer to Missouri. We have one store in Springfield and one store very close to St. Louis. So we are looking, you know, in the other part of the state, obviously closer to Chicago. I want to take a short break to play you a preview of our next episode and to thank our sponsors. And in November of 2018, Mexico issued the regulations and we received 25 product permits to export all of our portfolio of products into Mexico through our partner. So we've since then imported three shipments of products into Mexico, and we're roughly in 3,000 pharmacies in Mexico. Tune in on Easter Sunday to hear a special holiday encore performance with Carlos Frias from GL Brands. And now let's get back to today's show. You mentioned acquisitions a couple times, especially now with the challenges that everyone's dealing with, with the crisis. Are you looking for opportunities to maybe acquire more locations? Yeah, certainly. We expect that over the next 12 to 18 months, over half of the companies in the industry will basically have significant financial problems and or liquidation. Mm. Our goal is twofold. One, survive. And then two, trying to find opportunities. We think over time, there'll be some really interesting opportunities as companies are forced to make divestitures or seek partners in a very difficult capital raising environment. Are there any plans in the future for your company to be raising capital? Yeah. So look, we, we feel we're in a fortunate position in that we are currently cash flow positive. By focusing on adult use states, we really have driven growth and profitability. We went from a million dollars of sales in, I think, last September to $10 million of sales in March. Oh. So we've grown tenfold and we are operating free cash flow positive after tax now. So that puts us in a very strong position. That said, we think that the idea of acquisitions at the right price in the right market can be very additive to value in the company. And so we would be looking. Well, we'll have all of Abner's information in Ascend Wellness 
Holdings information in the show notes at, at mjbulls.com. So if anybody wants to circle back and talk to Abner about possibly acquiring your business or talk about investing, that would be a good way to start. Abner, I appreciate you taking time out today to speak with us. Good luck with this. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, it's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.